Hello, and welcome to Icon Underground Radio for the week of November 23rd, 2016. This is Jen. And Alex. And David. Uh, so this week here in the good old U.S. of A. is Thanksgiving week. Uh, so that means this weekend will be when people go and buy crazy things and spend, like, I don't know, stupid money and probably beat each other up at Walmart. Yay, good job. Uh, so, so maybe if you're lucky, you can keep an eye out for some nice deals on Fortress Maximus. I think I read somewhere that somebody was going to have them for $100. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's probably going to be a slow news week. Uh, it has already been a slow news week. <laughs> Uh, our, 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 uh, so, so news for this week. Uh, the Transformers 5, the, the last night trailer, uh, should be showing in front of Rogue One. Uh, so if for some reason you were not going to go see Rogue One, but <laughs> you would go see it because there's a Transformers trailer in front of it, then I guess go see it now. Uh, but I, uh, I and think And also we were... please, and also, if you are one of those people, please leave your body to science so you can be studied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, go see Rogue One. It looks, it looks good. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm curious about the whole, like, having to reshoot the stuff because it was hella dark, but, you know, I like it when things are dark. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much, other than that, there's, uh, sort of, teaser trailer there's a there's a trailer for the trailer uh about like michael bay talking about how much he loves shooting in imax 3d because of course he does uh and yeah that's it's not that exciting Uh, so moving on yeah it's not it's not great uh we have to talk about this week uh we've got till all our one number five uh and we have uh David is in the process of opening a Lyo Kaiser, uh, so that's an exciting thing to talk about. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> yes, if if you hear toy sounds in the background, it's it's David opening Lyo Kaiser. Ah, oh, that sound! It's such a good sound. Yeah, there's nice. Well, there's an annoyingly tight ratchet on on the Skylink's uh, Death Czar's head that that I do not like. It's a really huh. stiff click behind his head. Otherwise, like, he's, he's fine. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's probably... I guess it's probably not a spot where it's too necessary to have a really strong joint, because it's not like his head is that heavy, I would think. No. I don't know. I didn't get Skylinks. I found one once, and apparently should have scalped him, but but no. I don't think I ever even saw him. <laughs> not. Yeah. I saw one once at my sad, sad target. My my sad campus area target where there's sufficient competition to guarantee that I probably never get anything until it's, like, on its third shipment. Uh, that's still better than what I get. I get three shipments of the first wave and then nothing. Yeah, yeah, we get some of that. We we get some of that here. Man, my target. I think it's. I think my target's got, like, a blur and a scourge right now, and that's about it. I went to Toys R Us yesterday, and... They were fully stocked up on Wave 1 of Titan's Return. <laughs> good yeah, job, good job. C- Combiner Wars here seem better stocked than other things, except for, like, what wave was Skylings in? Was he, like, third or fourth Voyagers? Something like that. Like, like 
the Voyagers, they haven't been as well stocked. The Luxes, they have been, but now that we're in Titan Masters, um, yeah, it, it's going back to its usual, eh, not so good. Mm. Yeah, maybe they got all excited about Combiner Wars, and then they were just like, on second thought, maybe we don't actually care that much about Transformers. Damn it, it's it's a big thing, it's a big toy line. Oh well. Or maybe it was just that it was an off year from the movies? Maybe? That could have a lot to do with it, that they didn't have movie stuff. Yeah, it could be just the natural hype cycle of Batum. Yeah. Uh, the post-Bay toy cycle. Yeah. I mean, we're not after Bay, but it's after the introduction of, of Bay into the cycle. So, yeah, man, movie toys. Uh, speaking of things without movie toys, but with lots of other things, uh, so Till All Our One is uh, is pretty pretty serious business this month. Yes, no kidding. Yeah, and it it seems, man, it seems like not a lot of events are really packed into it, but but what happens is pretty epic. Uh, so after the uh, previous revolution stuff. Uh, Sentinel Prime sent, I guess it wasn't Revolution, it was Combiner Wars prior to Revolution. Or was it Revolution? I don't know. I don't know. It's it was... words on covers. No, wait, wasn't it, wasn't it a one-shot for Titan? Or, wait, I don't know. See, been... electronic media means we don't just have comic book covers sitting there staring at us on the coffee table. <laughs> and so these things are harder to sink in. Point is, the whole big event stuff uh, with More Than Meets the Eye. Oh, the last issue of More Than Meets the Eye. So Sentinel Prime goes to Luna 1 and resurrects all the all those Titan corpses, sends them to Cybertron. So this is the fallout uh, on Cybertron. Uh, and I think this is something that's been... I mean, this is something that's sort of like the one of the defining characteristics of Till All Are One that I could even say is implied in in the title is seeing all these characters from all these different iterations of Transformers, you know, all meshing together. Yeah. And for some reason, just this issue, it really seemed to hit home a lot more. Because you have, it's it's a lot more, you know, Windblade working with Obsidian and Airazor and Tigatron working with Ironhide. And it, it really, there, there's a bit where you've got Fizzle, the, the sparkler, the sparkler <laughs> minibot, as they apparently called them in the UK, I think. I think we're just called <laughs> Sparkbots or something here. Uh, talking to, oh, what's his name? Uh, Razor Claw? Yes, Razor. That's what I thought it was, except boars don't have claws. No, Razor Beast. Razor Beast. Okay, Razor Beast. Because I was thinking Razor Claw, and then I was like, that's a terrible name for a boar. You know, I I was just... I I keep getting stuck in my head. Know that his name is Razor Claw. (laughs) You have Fizzle hanging out with, with Razor Beast on, like, a cargo ship, and... It's just, it, it really, for some reason, just in this issue, it really hit home for me a lot more than it had in previous issues. I mean, they do a bunch of crowd scenes in this, too, in a bunch of different perspectives, and it's all very Roland Emmerich. Yeah. It's it's definitely very, uh, very 
epic. Uh, it's very impressive. Uh, and it's, I guess, worth noting, since we're talking about the art, this one is, uh, of course, regular writer Margaret Scott, uh, regular artist Sarah Petre du Rocher, uh, colors by Joanna Lafuente and Priscilla Tremontano. Uh, I'm getting very good at that. <laughs> pronouncing pronouncing all the names. I'm just, uh, I'm assuming it's correct. I know Marigrid's is, is correct because I, I talked to her at BotCon one time and, you know, that, that was clarified. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you you get uh, that, that sort of just cartoony enough art style to make everybody very expressive and you know, very interesting looking, uh, very distinctive. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked it. It's, it's good. It's pretty epic. There's a bit where there's like a shot of one of the zombie titans and its jaws hanging off. And it's, it's pretty great. I was fond of Starscream and Bumblebee's conversation in this one. Yes. It's a, a very, very short little thing there, but scrolling scrolling uh yes where, where starscream says think we'll make it out of this and bumblebee's ghost in his head says yes but look where optimism got me he <laughs> says fair enough oh bumblebee and and i do like i mean i think i've mentioned before that i i've always sort of liked that uh you know the hint in the the g1 bio stuff for metroplex of him being super lonely because everybody just sort of Treated him, there. yeah. They they treat him like architecture and not people. Uh, so I really love the idea of of Windblade as like his one friend, uh, his his one connection. Uh, I I like to think of her as sort of uh, you know the the pilot to his giant sentient robot. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, she has to go and and get him to transform to to fight the titans, and it's I mean it's very epic with all the the zombie titans coming, and uh, yeah, at the end, Star screams asking Alita One to to bring Carcer, which is the the spaceship titan she's been in, down to the planet, and she's like, lulls no. <laughs> Star scream is surprised she hung what up a on jerk. her. Yeah. I really like his expression in that last panel. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's a really good one. And I, I really like, uh, her, her sign off there. Uh, cause if you remember part of the thing with, uh, the, uh, little society, uh, that Alita One leads is that they basically have to recycle body parts, uh, because mm. resource shortages. So when she closes out, she says, Then I wish you well, Starscream. May your body defend and serve whatever remains. <laughs> and that's just, you know, that's, that's one of those great little world-building things. Uh, also, I wonder, and I'm wondering if, if this is something that's been mentioned before, uh, the, the source of Carcer's name. Because I'm wondering if it's supposed to be, like, Incarcerate, or if it's supposed to be, like, Carcinogen, or, I don't know. But it's cool. Oh, I just thought it was a playoff of cancer. I mean, that that could be it. Like I said, carcinogen would be that, but alternately, maybe it's something about you know imprisoning and and all could of be. that. Uh, because you know, usually these have had some sort of you know deeper Lincoln meaning aspect to the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, there's Stryka, who uh, 
I, I do like now that we've, uh, over on Stasis Pod, which is now the Beast Machines podcast, uh, we have gotten to the part of the show, uh, we've gotten to the part of Beast Machines with Obsidian and Stryka. So, having them in here is thumbs up. Yeah. Although they don't actually interact in this issue. But... Oh, and we get more of, a uh, Tigatron and, uh, Airizer, Airizer too. Yes. yes! They're so adorable! I love Good. them. They're my favorite ship. We get them canoodling. <laughs> yes. We'll be accused of just... canoodling by Ironhide. Which is cute. Yes, they're they're being all lovey at each other as they're, you know, fighting this zombie titan and it's very adorable. It's <laughs> it's not affecting their ability to to beat up the titan. They're just, you know, being adorable. And then Breakdown shows up to to save Knockout. Yeah. Which is great. Aww. And and yeah, I love I love all of it. All the best ships and all the best art and all the best windblade and uh yeah, it's good. Thumbs up. Yes. Any any further comments? It's it's good. I want more. I want it to keep running for a good long time. Yes, I want this to get as long a run as More Than Meets the Eye did and then get reformatted into another comic like More Than Meets the Eye will. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just, I, you get the little snippets of, you know, Starscream talking to Ironhide and doing the, the political maneuvering side of things, but, you know, for once this, I think that's, that's the great thing about it is that so far it's, it's gone through putting together this political council here with, with all its different little, you know, side maneuverings and all, and now it brings in a very big external physical threat. Uh, and so you get to see how how everyone deals with it. For instance, Knockout dealing with it by running away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, I love I love the two little tiny mini cons who who you know finish each other's sentences. They're so mm. cute. What a But yeah, it, it continues to be a really good comic. Uh, so. That's it for that. Uh, anybody want to talk about any toys or anything? I could talk about my cat. Um, he's a. Uh... Yes, I don't know. I, I finally started opening some of the the Titan Master head dudes, and they're cute. Especially um, Crash Bash is adorable. Oh, Crash Bash is amazing. I, I don't like where he's yes. riding the dragon mode, but the 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 little dinosaur mode is so cute. <laughs> the little dinosaur is so good. Yeah. I like that one. Ape Face is really good too. Yeah. Oh? I haven't, uh, really... I saw him. I, I've thought about picking him up, but I didn't yet. Uh, I guess, does he have the... His, his, uh, little head dude just sort of rides on the yeah, rides ape on mode, the back doesn't of the, it? Yeah. yeah, he rides on the back of the ape and it's awesome. Yeah, it works better <laughs> than, than Crash Bashers because the, the, yeah. the ape is a sturdier mode. Ah. The ape is a sturdier mode, and, I mean, they're not detailed enough that you can go, oh, the uh, Crash Bash head is actually, like, holding the reins on this dragon thing and controlling it. But mm -hmm. you can totally put the one guy's arms up and just pretend he's going like, <laughs> monkey, that way! <laughs> <Yeah. Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> he's just leading this monkey. He's not piloting the monkey so much as he's just leading it. That's That sounds pretty great. Dangling a banana on a stick in front of him. Oh, 
that's the best. That so is, far, uh, that is actually the best. So far, two parts of uh, Leo Kaiser are fun: Desaurus and Felbat. Apparently, they got rid of get, got around calling him Hellbat by calling him Felbat, which that works. <laughs> I mean, that, until Blizzard that, sues him. Yeah, because that's uh, <laughs> veering off into World of Warcraft again. Uh, that's that's uh, Blizzard's term for demonic stuff. It's, it's two L's, not one. Unless Blizzard also spells it with two L's. Blizzard only spells it with one. There you yeah. go. There you go. It's it, it gets around that. Also, I don't know if you can have copyright on something that obvious. Yeah, that's... I mean, you can try. Kind of short. It's fell creatures. It's yeah. an old uh, fantasy... Well, at least D&D thing. Yeah. From... Somewhere? Is it Nordic or? I don't, uh, I don't think that one is, but maybe Germanic. Hmm. The moral of the story is Hellbat. They couldn't call him Hellbat, so they called him Felbat, and that's yes. fine. <laughs> they should have just called him Heckbat. Isn't like I forget? A bat out of fell, he'll be gone when the morning comes. <laughs> I I forget. Does does Guyhawk's name? How's that? It, How is it, that spelled and or given? Oh, it's spelled G-U-Y, Hawk. He's ah, a guy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> He's a guy who's a hawk. Yeah, a I, Iron Bison a and Drillhorn are just Iron Bison and Drillhorn. They're not touched around. <laughs> just a guy. I mean, those... <laughs> He's just a guy. I mean, I want him I to guess... team up with Hawkeye. <laughs> Guy Hawk and Hawk Guy. Hawk Guy and Guy Hawk. Yes. I I mean, I guess that sort of... I I don't know that there was ever actually a debate over how his name was pronounced, because I'm pretty sure anyone who deals with any kind of Japanese anything knows that G-A-I should be Guy and not Gay. Uh, But... Um... Yeah, so... I have Guy I have seen there's an anime uh Martian successor in Nadesco. One of the main mm-hmm. characters names is Guy Daigoji. Well, at least that's what mm-hmm. he makes everybody call him that, it's not his legal name. Anyway, on a robot <laughs> his name gets painted G A Y. So <laughs> yeah. The the Japanese screwed that one. Nice. Uh also there is uh, as we learned about on Stasis Pod, a guy from Gal Gygar, uh, who is a guy. Uh, that That's another place where it's G-A-I. I mean, the, the character is spelled G-U-Y normally, but Gal Gygar is G-A-I in the middle. Uh, so yeah, that's, of course it's guy. Come on. I, I, I'm just going to call him Dude Hawk. Bro Hawk. He's kind of the bro group, I guess. He is. I mean, yeah, that that fits, uh, you know, as much as he got characterization. Really, in the Victory cartoon, it was primarily Leo Zack and Hellbat who got characterization, and that's because Leo Zack was the star scream of the series, and Hellbat was a goofball. Well, Hellbat was his star scream. Yeah, so that's a good point. Star screams all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. They just didn't know how to come up with any. Man, victory sure doesn't stand up over time. No, some good ideas. I used to think it was so great. It was my first. It was my first Japanese Transformers series. Come on. 
Well, it's still better than Headmasters. Uh, yeah, but Headmasters is saved by that dub. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that dub. <sighs> that dub. I love that dub. Okay. That's the thing is whenever anyone like, especially, you know, in, in the 2000s, would complain about bad dubs of anime, I would just be like, no. <laughs> Sit down and let me tell you what a bad dub is like. I don't, I don't care about your home for infinite losers. Let me, let me explain to you about Sparkle. Yeah. Um, and, and Billy and, and the Power Pack. Actual real bad dubs in English were made somewhere in South Pacific Islands or somewhere. Or, no, wait, that was the Omni Group, so that might have been, were they Hong Kong? I know they did a few Godzilla movies. Yeah. So I've, I've occasionally come across those Godzilla movies flipping channels i'm like oh, that's headmaster's dub galvatron yeah most noticeably <laughs> godzilla versus guy game yes yes uh, also the, the occasional odd kung fu movie on very very late at night on broadcast TV. i guess godzilla versus megalon would be funnier it's hard to tell but guy game has that stupid godzilla tower and you see weird shit in the alien cockroaches that's a dumb movie anyway um <laughs> There's so little news this week. It's yeah. Like, go go for yeah, it. But, it. But yeah, um, comic and and there was another episode of Robots in Disguise. Yay! Did did you watch it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell tell us about it. I did not see it yet. So spoilers. Starscream wins. Yeah, Starscream. Oh, that, that's okay. pretty much the episode. It, 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 it's a lot of moving pieces and characters around to where, yeah, the Autobots. Teamed up with the Minicons for a little bit, but they end the, the Minicons. Starscream got the Minicons. Starscream wins. That's the end of the episode. That won't be how the next Yay, episode Minicons. ends. Because Starscream screws up everything. What? How can he screw up everything? Because he's every universe of Starscream screws up everything. Oh, oh! The best part of the episode actually oh. is though how Starscream explains to his captive Bumblebee how he escaped the the. Oh, what is it? The beasts on Cybertron? What the hell were they called? Predacons. Oh, Predacons. Yeah, the Predacons. How he escaped yeah. them? Because Starscream is saying one thing, but the painted um, still images are telling a completely different story. Which is a delight. Aw, uh, that sounds perfect. <laughs> that good. And we got to see old Starscream, and they comment on him being in a new body. Yeah. Well, it's a new body. Continuity! That, oh my god! The Bumblebee says is his old body, because it's more like his Warper Cybertron body. Mm -hmm. Because we're still paying lip service to the idea that the aligned continuity is a thing. Yeah. Uh, I I am all up for the aligned continuity being a thing that doesn't include War for Cybertron. Yeah. It was a fun enough game. There's some good things in there. Although everybody's a little bit too blocky. Well, that's it's not that I have any problem with War for Cybertron. It's just that War for Cybertron clearly is not related to Transformers Prime mm -hmm. in yeah. anything, but. The vaguest way. It, think of it as a dramatization of what actually happened. <laughs> sure, that works. It's the BBC production of the <laughs> War for Cybertron. Yeah. Yes. That works. So, yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. It uh, looks like we should hopefully have some more than meets the eye to talk about next week. Yay. Uh, because the preview for the Revolution comic uh, has gone up already. Uh, it, it's, I'm looking forward to that. 
And when I'm looking forward to that. Whenever that Optimus Prime issue comes out, with a nice art. Yes. Oh, that art. Yeah. That coloring. Yes. That art and that coloring. So, so good. So, so G2. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have its babies. I'm gonna have that art's babies. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Uh, so hopefully we will have that to look forward to next time. Uh, like I said, otherwise expecting it to probably be a slow news week, but who knows? Maybe on like Black Friday we'll get some sort of crazy news drop. No, we won't. That's not a thing oh, that's yeah. gonna happen. No. Hmm. But yeah, see, it's so slow that that David's yawning. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff will happen eventually. And the movie hits. Yeah. Uh, and we actually, because there, I think we've only seen like a picture of one Optimus toy, and that's been it. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, wait, when actually does the movie? Is the movie a summer movie or early summer? I think so. Yeah, they're almost always in July. Okay. Yeah, unless they're at the end of June. Yeah. So I guess it is a bit early to be seeing toy leaks, but still. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or I don't know, maybe something else exciting will happen, or maybe we'll all end up in the gulag. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I guess we will call it a week then. Uh, all right. So until next time, this has been Jen. And Alex. And Hellbat. <laughs> Good night. Iacon Underground Radio is hosted by IaconUnderground.net. We are listener-supported through Patreon, where you can help us cover the cost of running this show and our other podcast, Stasis Pod, at patreon.com slash IaconUnderground. We are on Twitter at IaconUG, Tumblr at IaconUnderground.tumblr.com, and Facebook at Facebook.com slash IaconUnderground. <laughs>